Leave your excuses after the beep, a podcast created for anyone who has ever used an excuse to not do something that you said you would. Does this sound familiar? From busy, overworked, stressed out moms to thriving moms, wives, and health coaches, Kitty Clemens and Kyla McComas are Midwest moms who are breaking down excuses and empowering others to do the same. Listen in to hear which of our excuses we break down next. I'm Kyla McComas. And I'm Kitty Clemens. Topic that we're talking about, Kitty. How many times have you, um, you know, even like when you're doing something, when you're like, gosh, I'm just not that young anymore. I can't do that. I can't play that sport. I can't, you know, that's probably why I play golf because it's something that you can play for the rest of your life and not run down the basketball court and break an ankle or something. Oh Are man. I should saying that golf is a sport that's uh left for older people. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's awful. Um, but but uh, you know what golf is something that you can play your whole life because it's you're getting walking in some sort of cardio you're swinging, but you don't have to like break an arm to like swing this ball. The only thing you're worried about is if somebody else hits a ball in your direction, you know, like that's, that's, what's great about it. (laughs) That would be me. I will be the one hitting the ball in your direction. So I won't discount golf because uh, this is not a part of our topic at all, but I went golfing for the first time in years, just a couple of weeks ago. And literally had a pain in my shoulder wow. the next day. <laughs> well, Kitty, you always have so, issues with that shoulder and you are getting old. So <laughs> the topic is why do we use like age as an excuse to do anything? Like you don't have the metabolism like you did back in college or whatever. So you can't eat those things or you can eat those things and you just don't realize that you don't have the metabolism that you used to have. And, you know, just these like changes. And even when it comes to like, um, you know, weightlifting or any sort of exercise, it's like, um, we just feel like, it's like, we just erase the whole big part of like, we see people in the gym that are so massively built or that it took a lot of hard work. And we're like, well, he's 30 and I'm 50, you know, like I can't do that. This whole age topic. And why do we use this? Well, excuses are any way to get away from doing something because of the fear of it. But so why do we use age, Kitty? Why do we use age as a um, another excuse to not achieve something? In thinking about this, I've I have said this. <laughs> I'm too 36. old. <laughs> I'm 36, and I have used this. I am too old for that. I don't run fast because X Y Z. I'm too old for that. You know, there are just certain things that I don't subject my body to. And mm. 
age is always like a funny thing to make a play of words on, right? Like anything beyond like your 20s, you're considered to be old. At least I remember very vividly when my parents turned 30 and I thought, I have the oldest parents in the entire world. They're going to get gray hair and break all their bones because that is what being old, like that was the, that's what that meant to me when I was younger. So imagine my surprise when I turned 30 (laughs) and I didn't have gray hair. It wasn't breaking bones, but just surviving. (laughs) So I think there's that misconception too, about what do you consider to be old and who defines that everybody has their own their own definition of that but i think from a societal standpoint um i don't know that there really is a great definition for that either but we do have this thought process as a society that when you reach a certain age or when you maybe it's how we define it if you think you're old that you're old even if you're only 36 compared to the next person who thinks maybe at 50 that they're old like who whatever it's all just a play on words and how we perceive that. But failure of actually achieving a goal, we can backpedal and say, well, it's because you know I'm too old for that. Or yeah. I didn't pursue this in my career because I'm too old to go back to school. Or I've been at this job for so many years. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. We have all these sayings. That just align with that. So why not also relay that into our health and wellness? Yeah. I can't do that. I can't do this. Um, I can't lose weight because I'm aging and my metabolism sucks. I can't go work out because I can't keep up with the people who, who, who are younger. You know, they belong in a gym. I don't. Like all, These are all just things that we tell ourselves. These are all just stories that we're making up, help solidify the nonsense that we're believing about ourselves. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Yes. But what's a good thing about like age and getting older? There's the whole thing of, you know, when we were younger, we made some maybe not so bright (laughs) choices, having fun in college and we could stay up until 3 a.m. and then go to class at 8 a.m. or whatever it was. And now like, the older we get, the more we're a little more conscious of our, our decisions. We make better decisions. We are uh, more emotionally stable and like all these things that were maybe as before, we would just wing it and hope for the best and that our body didn't need sleep or rest or anything like that. So getting older, there's a lot of pros to it just because we do make better decisions and we do like think about like maybe what we are putting into our body and maybe, okay, this exercise maybe is not for me or this career path that I'm on is not, is not maybe something that I thought I was good at. And I, you start making those decisions. Whereas before you probably just did the career because you needed the money or you know, whatever. So, um, so kind of getting on to that, like, let's talk about like the life expectancy. So yes, the con of like getting older and what is happening in today's society that our lifespan, Kitty, like our lifespan is 78. Yeah. 
the average. average life expectancy is like in your in the seventies. I want to say for like females and males, there's like a five year gap between the two of them. Seventies. Yeah. I mean, come on, holy. That mm. means that right now at thirty six. If I live to the life expectancy average that I'm about halfway. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. And I know I have not been kind to myself in those 36 years. I mean, the first 20 of them, you like don't even know what's happening. <laughs> the parents happens. are responsible for the first 15. And then you kind of have some say in the next five college, those five years are total crapshoot. <laughs> I mean, and then you're having kids and heaven knows what your body goes through doing that. And, you know, there's just so many things that you don't even have control over for a good chunk of that first half of your life. And then you get to a point where, I mean, I'm super grateful that I had this aha moment in my early thirties when I still had a chance to make lots of changes in order to extend that life expectancy. Um, And obviously we know that there are unexpected things that people encounter, right? Like freak accidents and unexpected diagnosis and, you know, just things that can um, really, you have no control over, but what can you control? I mean, you can control how you show up. You can control what situations you put yourself into as we age, just to tag on to what you, something you had said earlier about like, what are some of the benefits of aging? Um, You know, you become more aware of those things that can bring you down. And I feel like there's, you are less um, influenced by your peers and your society, you know, like, yes, there are some, but you have the emotional intelligence and you have um, the wherewithal to, to have that awareness and the wisdom of growing older to know which norms are a good idea for you. Whereas as a young child or even in college, I mean, you're just doing what everyone else does. Right. There's always that thing <laughs> that said, you got to learn from your mistakes, you know, like, you know, yeah. well, have you learned yet <laughs> at 36? Have you learned, you know, but Um, but then also add the retirement into that, you know, Kitty add that, you know, on average people retire at, you know, 60, 65. And then we're talking about life expectancy at, you know, 75, 80, like, and then if your health is so far gone because you gave up because you're getting older, then what does that, like, if you truly do retire, I mean, we can even talk about getting into the financial and saving. That's a whole nother topic. But like, so you might not even be able to retire at 65, but you have 10, maybe 10 years. And I'm not, I mean, hopefully we will go beyond that. But like, if this is an average of the Americans right now, like 75-ish and you have 10 years to to do what? And then if you... To make any changes or adjustments or, you know, these things that you said that you're going to do with, you know, your health or even not even necessarily just what your diet was, but also just like physically, I mean, can you walk? Because our jobs are a lot of them are so, um, you know, we're sitting at desk all day or, you know, we're sitting down so much as 
as employees. And it's just like, are we going to be able to even enjoy those 10 years? You know? Yeah. We talk to, I mean, people all the time, like we're always asking people like, what are your hopes and dreams? Like, what do you, what are your goals? What do you want to to achieve? And so many people are like, oh, you know, I can't wait till retire until I retire. I'm going to travel the world in my retirement, or I want to retire and take care of my grandkids, or, you know, they have all these, these goals, which are great, but are they actively setting themselves up to be able to physically do that? Mm -hmm. I mean, what good does all of the money in the bank give you if you can't physically even get yourself on a plane to go to the places that you want to see, or maybe you can get there, but then what do you do when you get there? Do you have to rely on a wheelchair or a walker or something like that? And I know, you know, people watching this who are in their their 30s and their 40s, that might seem a bit far-fetched, but I mean, we practically blinked and suddenly woke up and you're at the age that you're at. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talk about how, you know, raising kids, how time just flies by, like 18 years with a kid in the house and then suddenly they're, they're gone that 18 years of having a child in the house could be even a shorter time frame for you from the time you retire until the time your life ends. And what do the last few years of your life even look like? For most people, they're not stellar unless some, you know, freak accident happens. I mean, most of the time we're starting to decline in our physical health long before, a few years before we actually pass on. And what are you living for? Yeah. You know, if you're living for retirement, you know, however many years down the road, what are you doing now to make sure that you can actually enjoy that? Yeah, kids you, and grandkids, add that to it. Like right, yeah, the you, relationships, the longevity of your your that lifespan and being able to enjoy the people in your world. Are you going to be around to see that? I feel like we went way doom and gloom here today. Yeah. Well, and I want to add to that, like, and a lot of times too, like, we don't change this thought or, you know, this idea until something like happens, something um, sad or whatever it is happens. And I mean, my, one of my recent ones was that, you know, I lost my grandfather or grandfather, excuse me, um, my father-in-law at, um, you know, he was a young age just shortly after he retired and he had all these plans, all these plans of like, I want to travel or camp or, um, you know, be around, enjoy not going to work. And then we lost him. I mean, he didn't even get to enjoy like one year of retirement because he became sick. And then that took up that time. So these are the things that will only spark us to get um, healthier if something that awakens us like that. Um, Right. That like mortality clarity, like when someone close to you loses their life for, you know, whether it's a grandparent or, you know, a friend, whether by an accident or diagnosis or what have you. I mean, sometimes you have to have that very close reality check before you're finally like, okay, why am I still here? And what am I doing? Like, what am I living for? Am I actually being intentional with the days that I have? Or am I, do I just have, am I just coasting? Am I just coasting along, letting life happen to me, not really caring about what I do or what I don't or the relationships that I have, or am I being really intentional with what I have in front of me and the days that I have left? 
and looking at how I can be and do and have whatever it is that is important to me or the legacy that I want to lead. Am I actively building that? I love that. And I want to add a little bit positive thing again about aging. And then we can talk about um, aging is again, excuse there is exercisers, you know, certain diets, uh, you know, et cetera, that can help as you, you know, get older, but also like that aging is great too, because it's like, look at the people and we researched some of the people like, um, Julius Childs, what was her age? 49. Um, Colonel Sanders said was 65 and Mm -hmm. Vera Wang fashion designer, um, started her, her, um, business at 40. So it's like, like, is age really the excuse? I mean, you have these people that chase their dreams or did these things at 49, 40, 65. And I mean, this was just three people were listing. So yes, there are many others who you know like, really found their niche and continue to pursue their goals long after those ideal years of dream setting, goal setting, whatever goal achieving yeah. years. Is that even a thing? I don't know. Maybe we're <laughs> busting that down <laughs> more and more, but it's never, it's, it's not too late to pursue whatever it is that you feel called to do, whether that's, you know, something in your career, something educationally, something um, spiritually, what have you. And from a physical health perspective, um, you were talking earlier, Kyla, about how like um, people from a physical age, like your physical age of like twenties to forties, that how you can have, that's like your prime physical health those years. Um, now some people can be really way far off from their prime, even in their forties, depending on how they lived their twenties and thirties. But if you were active, you know, in athletics or participating in sports, going to the gym, just being more intentional about your activity, chasing young kids, kids around things like that, you're going to have, um, you know, just more, you're, you're just more physically fit during those years, but it takes intention to be able to have like peak performance during your thirties, forties, and fifties when it comes to your physical health. And so you have to be intentional about that. There comes a point where you can't just let the momentum of the day dictate your movement or your actions or, you know, your nutrition, like you have to put in an effort or you're going to start to see that decline. Um, we know that, um, from a basic standpoint that we start to lose our lean muscle mass after the age of 30. Mm. Like crap. (laughs) If you're not actively supporting your physical strength, um, same with bone density. I mean, bone density is another one of those things that when you start going to your annual physicals, to your annual physical as a female in your thirties, they start asking you about (laughs) your calcium consumption. And are you, um, you know, actively strength training because they know that those things are what's going to help, um, support good bone health. Because once you lose your bone, bone structure, bone, whatever bone composition, kind of downhill, like, geez, Louise, I don't want to be fracturing things just by walking around, but anyway, so Yes. So once you put the excuse behind you of age, of age, don't let that define you. 
a lot of people that you see, not only from the people that we listed, but just even physically, you know, a lot of them are like 50s and 60s because they took that initiative at the beginning um, when they realized, like you, Kitty, at beginning of 30s, when you're like, I got to do something about this. And now, I mean, it's five years in and six years in and look at where you're at and maybe look at that rear mirror of where I was. Like if I would have continued mm-hmm. down this path, where, where would I be? So some things that, you know, we feel that are some tips um, to uh, move forward, no matter what age you are is obviously we're going to say, start now, <laughs> start now, like right now, yes. like if you're six, today. yeah, today, start today and make even that 1% or that small change of, you know, increasing, you know, your steps, these can just be small, minor changes of where you are at physically and just make that small changes. So what can you do is one tip and Kitty share some other Yeah. When it comes to like your physical longevity, prevention is going to be key. And, you know, even if you are to a point where maybe you already do have some different diagnoses or you're struggling with pain or immobility of a certain point, I mean, it's not that that can't be reversed or improved, but prevention is key. So knowing where you stand already, it's ironic coming from a healthcare perspective that a lot of people um, will encounter care or seek out care in the emergency room between the ages of 40 and 60. And you'll ask them, do you have a primary care provider? And most of them are like, no, I'm fine. I haven't been to the doctor in years. I'm healthy. Or you'll hear a lot of people, a lot of women who are like, oh, I haven't been to the doctor since I delivered my my last baby, however many years prior that was. And they have this false sense of health because they haven't needed to seek out medical attention, but they don't know what's happening on the inside right? Like who knows if the chronic fatigue they've been experiencing is actually um, a thyroid condition, or perhaps it's a a different sorts of deficiencies in different vitamins or something like that. Their shortness of breath, maybe that's a heart condition. Like not that I want to, you know, fear monger and put people into this state of, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me. But if you don't really know, if you haven't actually been to the doctor at all for just a preventative annual checkup, at some point, and you're between the ages of 40 and 60, you should do that. <laughs> Go and yep. have some basic blood work done. Know where your levels are. Like, where are you even starting from? Do you have prediabetes? Do you have high cholesterol? You know, sometimes we have this very false sense of, you know, I'm fine. I have not required this. But really, we kind of live in this trajectory of super unhealthy. Like, we know we have issues. You have to take medications you're physically feeling the ailments of things, or there's ultra healthy people who are physically fit. They know that they're fueling their bodies well, they're working out. And then you have everyone in the middle who's just not sick. Mm. They're not necessarily healthy, but you're not sick. And that's where I feel like a good chunk of us fall. Yeah, We're not sick per se, but we're not living our best lives either. So that's kind of the the danger zone. In a way, you have this false sense of security. So one, just knowing your numbers, go have a checkup, 
understand what's normal for the age that you're at. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. another one. There's lots of preventative screenings out there that are designed to help identify concerns that may shorten your life expectancy. Just saying, that's why they're there. And then be intentional with your exercise and your nutrition. I mean, this is what we preach day in and day out to people of all ages. You know, if you're not prioritizing how you're fueling your body and how you're moving your body, don't expect it to show up for you. If you're not showing up for it, better lower your expectations. Lower your what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good start to this age topic. So try not to let age be your excuse. Actually, just not try. Just don't let age. Get it out. Age is truly just a number. Is truly just a number. And there is so many things that you can do at every age of your life. We hope that this was helpful. Kind of just take a look at that that dash of life, like where you are at and what you can do. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. And yeah.